You're listening to the Church 2911 Sermons Podcast. You can follow along with the notes for this message and get better connected with our church by visiting church2911.com connect. Now, here's Pastor Rick or another member of our team with this week's message. All right, so as we get started this morning, you know, let, let me just go back in case you missed last week or uh, I talked to a few people, they said that, that they had looked earlier in the week and they didn't see the podcast. So in case you haven't had a chance, last week Rick talked about who is Jesus. And so, you know, we, we, we talked about Jesus and the two main things that came out of it is Jesus is the reason for grace. Uh, John 1.17 is the verse here. I encourage you to go look it up. Jesus is the reason for grace. Otherwise, uh, in, in case you don't know what grace is, if... Um, if, if someone were to break into my house and murder my family, if I were to seek them out and take revenge, then that's, that's revenge. If I were to seek them out and, and, and kill them back, then that's revenge. If I were to, if I were to let the, the government do their work and the law do their work and take them and incarcerate them and, and prosecute them, then that would be justice. If I were to take this person and invite them into my house and say, you're my family now, Everything I have is yours. You're my family. I forgive you. That's grace. Because that's what God did for us. God did, you know, we, we took his son, he sent, and, and, and we put the death, and, and there was a reason for that, and we'll talk about all that. But, but God said, you are my children now. And, so, and, and that's grace. And Jesus is the reason for that grace. And I'm not going to re-preach the sermon. Listen to it. It was really good. And so the next reason uh, that we talked about is that Jesus loves everyone. Um, Jesus loves everybody. It doesn't matter who you vote for. It doesn't matter... Uh, it doesn't matter what color you are. It doesn't matter just about anything. Jesus loves everybody. Everybody's his son. There's no just about. Jesus loves everybody. Jesus loved Hitler. Jesus loves everybody. Now, he has problems with some of the things we do, but Jesus loves everybody. My kids do things sometimes that make me so mad that I could snap their head off. But I love my kids. I really do. And when they mess up and they come to me and they say, I'll never forget there was a time that one of my kids came and, and he, he had tears in his eyes and he said, Dad, you're going to be so disappointed in me. And I just broke and I said, man, I love you. you. You don't understand. It doesn't matter what you tell me right now. You're my son and I love you. And that's the way God is with us. And so, so that's what we talked about last week. That's who Jesus is. And so in the context of that, we're going to look today, do I really need Jesus? Now, there's some of you, a, a, a lot of you here, um, you go to church 2011, you've been coming here for a while, and so, you know, you're like, duh, that's, you know, that's an easy one. But we've got some visitors here, but also, these are, this is a question that you don't just answer one time in your life. This is the question, I've been, I, 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 was, I was born on Saturday and in church on Sunday, not quite, but almost, that's what it felt like. Uh, I've been in church the entire time, my grandfather was a pastor, uh, my dad was a deacon, my mom sang in the choir, and I've been in church my entire life. And, and I, have, I made this decision for the first time consciously when I was six years old. And I've made it probably 30 times since then. Probably more than that this week, actually. And so where, <laughs> where you come to the point that it feels like everything is caving in, you're like, do I really need this? Do I really need this headache? Is this something? And there are times in your life where you come to the place that you ask, do I really need Jesus? And so that's what we're going to talk about this morning. So as we look at that, you know, we, we're going to look at the questions. Uh, there are some questions involved, like, do, do I really need Jesus? Do I really need all these things? And, and the first one that most people ask is, what if I'm a good person? Do, do I really need Jesus? I mean, do, do I really need to be a part of church? Do I really need to do that? I'm a good person. I haven't killed anybody. I'm better than 
and you list whoever. I'm better than the president. I'm better than this person. I'm better than that person. I don't do this. I'm better than that. Do I really need Jesus? The truth of the matter is, we think we're good people. <laughs> Yesterday morning, I had somebody tell me, I had somebody tell me, man, you're grouchy this morning. And I was like, it wasn't my wife either, okay? And so, although she says that all the time. And, and, and it makes you stop and think because, you know, you think to yourself, I'm a good person. You know, I, I, I'm a good person. And, and we don't realize how things come across. And so there was a study that was done in, in, in Cambridge back in 2011. And so uh, at the Oriole Fieldman Hall Sunday, uh, done at Cambridge. And so here's what happened. They brought in all these test subjects, and they had a person strapped to a, a, an MRI machine. And, and they told these people, they said, for, um, would you be willing to press this button to shock that person if we give you money? When they asked them on the application, 86% said, no, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. Uh, I, I'm not going to hurt a person for that. When it came down to it, and they put them in the room, and they put, it was, it was, in, it was in England, so they put 20 pounds, British pounds in front of them. And they even said, uh, I'll tell you what, if you'll only do a 10% shock, we'll give you this much of the 20 pounds. If you'll give them a full shock, we'll give you 20 pounds. 96% of the people pressed the button. 96% when faced with that. And, and you know, you've, you've seen these studies. There's all kind of studies that go on. And uh, if, if you go to the Sunday's page, uh, I put the link so you can actually click on and go read the article about it. And so these were um, the, these are people that when they looked at themselves, I would never do that. But when it came down to it, that's a lot of money sitting there. I, you know, I mean, uh, you know, I could go to Starbucks twice with that. You know, there, there's, there's a lot of stuff I could do with that. For me, I would be like, you know, man, I, I could go buy some vinyl with that. My wife would be like, I could get more socks. You know, it would just be one of those things. And so, uh, you know, but, but so you, you, you see that money. And, 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 and the truth of the matter is, we are inherently bad. When left to our own devices, think about this for a second. If, uh, for those of you that have kids, when your kids are, are gorgeous and, and they're precious and they're angels and they're perfect, like Jamie and Kyle's baby, uh, they take after Jamie, obviously. So, but, you know, when, when, when they have all this and, and, and they're perfect, and then the first time they're around, they get a little bit older and they get around another kid, and there's a toy there, they're going to say, mine. <laughs> they're going to grab it, mine. They're going <laughs> to... I read a story this week about uh, a, a, a little boy... Uh, he was about three or four, and he had, a, he had a baby sister that was, you know, she was uh, probably 18 months or so, and she was just starting to get teeth and just starting to do things. And so um, she bit, uh, she, she, she bit the little boy and uh, his little sister. And the mom was telling him, he was crying, he was upset. The mom said, she doesn't understand how bad it hurts. So, you know, you have to understand. <laughs> 30 minutes later, she hears the little girl screaming. And she goes in and says, what is wrong? And she said, she knows now how bad it hurts. <laughs> you know, that's the way we think. You hurt me, I'm going to hurt you back. Uh, you know, you took what was mine, I'm taking it back, and I might take a little bit of interest when I go. You know, I've had a bad day, and so you just have to, you know, you, you, you just have to get out of my way because uh, you don't understand. I, I've had a bad day. The person that's riding your tail, you know, they're late for work, but it doesn't matter. I'm late for work. Get out of my way. We need Jesus.
because we are, just like this study, when left to our own devices, we are not as perfect as we think. We, 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 we like to think, you know, man is inherently good. You know, we're really all good at the core. No, we're not. Now, I, I mean, I'm not saying we're all killers. I'm not saying that we're all do that. But there are studies you can go online. <laughs> Be careful when you do this because I tried it this week. When you type in how much money would it take to kill somebody, um, you, you get some weird websites, so just be careful doing that. But, but you could do that, and there are a lot of things that, there, there are studies that have been done where people, uh, where, where they're offered, how much would you do, and, and, and when it's a blind survey and nobody knows, and these people get honest, there's a lot of people out there, you better be careful who you stick your finger at on the interstate, I'm just telling you, because, you know, somebody will hurt you. And so, the Bible actually deals with this in Romans 3.23. Now, you guys know I, I grew up in the last century, and so um, I learned this in the King James, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, is the way we read it. Uh, the NIV said, for we've all fallen short of God's glory and are needing him. But uh, I'm going to quote the Message Bible because I really like it because it breaks it down into my simple mind can understand it. It says, since we've compiled this long and sorry record as sinners, both us and them. This is Paul talking, not... Uh, us and the, the world and the church, we've all compiled this long and sorry record of sinners and proved that we are utterly incapable of living the glorious lives of God's will for us. God did it for us. Out of sheer generosity, he put us in right standing with himself, a pure gift. He got us out of the mess we're in and restored us to where he always wanted us to be, and he did it by the means of Jesus Christ. What if I'm a good person? You still need Jesus. What, what if... Uh, you know, I've never hurt anybody. Do I really need that? You still need Jesus. We need Jesus. There's another verse. You know, okay, this was not enough for you. There's another verse up here. Jeremiah 17, 9 says, The heart is hopelessly dark and deceitful, a puzzle that no one can figure out. Our heart is, and, and this is what we talked about, you know, when, when, when they were faced with a choice of pressing the button to shock somebody or saying, I'm not going to hurt another person just for money. They chose the money. When, and, and, and we do things like that. When, when we come to the place, when, uh, when, when, when we're there, when, <laughs> this is one of my favorites, when you're there, all the construction that's going on around Birmingham right now, and you know that this lane is closed, and everybody's in a hurry to get there, and you decide to whip around and go around everybody to get to the front of the line because you're in a bigger hurry than they are. And everybody else wants to kill you as you're going by. They're all finger gunning as you go because... We are inherently selfish. I am a selfish person. I, I, I Just ask my wife, she'll tell you, I'm a selfish person. I try to be selfless. I want to be like Jesus, but when push comes to shove, Larry, and, and, and I come to that point where it's me or you, I'm sorry, buddy. We're friends, but I'm going to pick me 99% of the time because that's who we are, because my heart is hopelessly dark and deceitful, and without Jesus... I have no way to deal with that. Without Jesus, I have nobody to tell me except for my wife that you are, you are evil, man. You need to stop that. I need Jesus who can tell me. I need Jesus who speaks to me, who says, that is wrong. That when I'm, when, when, when I'm in the... When, when, when I'm doing things and I'm out... If, when I'm buying vinyl, I'm doing things, and I see... I, I see this album, and I'm like, this is a classic album. And there's something where the Holy Spirit says, you don't need that in your life. Now, I know you're thinking, are you talking about music? I'm talking about music. I listen to all kind of music, okay? I'm not one of these guys. As a matter of, uh, I, I'm, I'm going to see Hall of Notes in a couple of weeks, you know? So I, I, go, I like all kind of music. Uh, 
except country. But anyway, I, I like all kinds of music. And so <laughs> I've, just, I've just aggravated two-thirds of the congregation because we are in Alabama. Um, you know, and, and so I like all kinds of music, but there are kind that the Lord, that, that Jesus, he tells me, you don't need to hear some of that thing because when you begin to dwell on it, when you begin to listen to it, because you're an audiophile, you like to do it, those things are gonna, those things are gonna weigh on you. When I'm flipping shows on the television, and, and there's something that I really want to see because it's about motorcycles and things, and I like that. And God says, you don't need to watch that because there are things that if you dwell on it, it will begin to, it will begin to take root in your mind and it will be begin to take root in your heart. I need Jesus. And here's the worst part. You're just as bad as I am. Ask your wife. She'll tell you. We need Jesus. What if I'm a good person? You're not. You're not an evil person, but you're not. You know, we, we, we may be good people, but here's the thing. Jesus, God knew there is a law, and, and there's a price that must be paid, and God said, I'm going to pay the price for you because as good as you are, you are not good enough to pay this price. You can't do it. I'm going to pay it for you because I love you, because you're my kids, and I want you to be that. Do I really need Jesus? I absolutely do. The next question that people ask, what if I'm a good person? The next one they ask is, I feel like I need a drum roll for this. Aren't there many paths to heaven? When I was in college, and if you've never heard this, you've never had a conversation with a millennial or with somebody who has gotten upset with church and left. I went back to school in early 2000. Uh, the late 90s, early 2000s. I went back to school to finish my degree. I was working at church, and, 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 and they, you know, as long as, it, as long as it fit in with what I was doing. And so um, I went to, it was in the University of Florida system. We were in Gainesville, Florida. And so I took, I took a world religion class because I thought, this will be fun. <laughs> and so the professor, on the first day, we talked about world religions, and we began to talk about all the things we were going to study that semester. On the first day, she said... Now, I'm a Christian, and I attend this church here in Gainesville. And she said, but there are many paths to heaven. It's just like if I want to go to Miami, I can take a train, I can take a car, I can fly, I can ride a bicycle, I could walk. Some are harder, but there are many paths, and they all lead to Miami. And she said, you know, and, and she said, so therefore, it's the same way with heaven. Jesus is, is definitely a path, but there are many paths to get to heaven. And, 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 and there are people, and some of you are here this morning, and you've heard that. And there's some of you here this morning, and you may really believe that. And, and, and my, uh, I, I have conversations with friends. Um, I, I have what I like to call Pentecostal baggage, because I grew up in a Pentecostal church, and, so, and, and everything that I know, is, you know comes from this. And the more that Jesus puts me in, we were talking about marketplace, you know, uh, uh, evangelism, you know, being out of the marketplace. And since uh, I've been in full-time ministry and stuff for years, and we came here, and, and we wanted to be a part of a church, not just that was paying us, we wanted to be a part of a church that we believed in what they were doing. And that's why we're at 2911, because we believe what we stand, we, we, we believe what we do. And so um, the more that you do this, the more you begin to get outside. When you're on staff, there's a lot of insulation. When, when you're full-time ministry, you got a lot of insulation because most of the people you deal with on a daily basis are Christians. Well, most of them anyway. They're church staff, you know, so. 
you, you can, you, it's okay to laugh there. You know? <laughs> People are looking around at Kyle and, and the other staff members going, are, are we okay? Um, you know, and, and so, you know, they're, they're, these, these guys are Christians. These guys are what, and so, but when you begin to get out, you begin to work other places, and you begin to get out so the majority of people you're around aren't. When you work around a lot of people who will tell you flat out, I don't believe in Jesus, I don't believe in God, I think it's all stupid. I think you're an idiot for believing it. Then the rubber begins to meet the road, Cliff. Then we start to understand that, you know, that, and, and Cliff and I have had these conversations about being out. You know, these are the kind of people that I want to be around. Because these are the people that Jesus gave me a heart for. And so they believe these things, that there are many paths to heaven. Well, let's just look at first what the Bible says about this. Because obviously, at Church 20 and 11, we believe that the Bible is the divinely inspired Word of God. We believe that, that, that God, while he didn't necessarily take his finger and write it, that he laid on the hearts of men uh, and, 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 and put it on there, and they wrote the divinely inspired Word of God. Are there, you know, there, and there are people that tell you, aren't there, a lot of, uh, aren't there a lot of errors in the Bible and contradictions? Well, you know, there's some things in, in translations and things over the years that people mistake and people misinterpret and do some things. And uh, Pastor Rick will be glad to answer all those questions for you, 476-2911. And so, uh, <laughs> no, but, you know, there, there are some things, but aren't there many paths to heaven? We believe the word in John 14, 6. Jesus said, I am the road, the truth, and also the life. No one gets to the Father apart from me. So if we believe, and, and this was one thing that Rick talked about last week in the message, he said, you know, Jesus is who he, you know, that, that the Bible is who Jesus said he was. That's what the Bible is. The Bible says, Jesus said, this is who I am, and that's what the Bible says. It tells you. So either Jesus is a lunatic, or Jesus is a liar, or Jesus is the Son of God. And if he is, he said, I am the road, and also the truth, and also the life. You guys have probably heard it like I am. It's been quoted, you know. But Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. Nobody gets to the Father apart from me. So if there are many paths, then Jesus said, I, I, I'm the path, the road, the truth, the life. Nobody comes to the Father but by me. But what about... What about these people that dedicate this to their, and, and, and they live better, and, and I've, I've had this conversation. I have a Buddhist friend who lives, who, who, who lives a more godly life than most of the Christians I know, and that is an awesome thing, but he can't get to the Father except through Jesus. What about, what, what, what about my Muslim friend who, who believes he's not a radical Muslim, he's, he's not one of these that believes that, he really believes the Quran. Um, you know, he, he understands this. That is fantastic. But Allah is not Jesus' father. And I understand that I'm, I'm, I'm beginning to cross the line right now because everybody knows I'm the fun guy. I'm the one that, you know, uh, my message is I like to laugh and I like to do things. But this is, this is where the rubber begins to meet the road. Do I really need Jesus? I need Jesus. Because while there are many paths, there's only one that leads to the Father. The Bible says that there are many paths, but only one that leads to Father God. And so we talk about this, and, 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 and we look at this, and, and, and we ask, do I really need Jesus? Uh, can I find another path? We're all the time looking for a shortcut. Uh, we're all the time, you know, we, uh, when we do our taxes, you know, do I really have to pay that? You know, can, can I find another? Can I, you know, can we make up a kid? You know, can we do something to, to try to, you know, we're looking for a shortcut. Uh, you know, I don't want to, 
I don't want to, uh, I want to look like Tony, but I don't want to go to the gym every day like Tony does. Is there a pill I could take? Is there something I could do? <laughs> There's not, right? <laughs> you know, it's, I want to go to heaven. I want all of these things, but do I really need Jesus? The next question that people ask, and this is the, this is the one that I think even we as Christians, this is the one that I have to deal with sometimes if I'm being completely transparent with you this morning. And it asks this question, what if my life is already full? What if I'm fulfilled? Do I really need Jesus? I mean, you know, I've got plenty. My, my life is full. I, you know, my kid plays football, and I got football practice, and, and uh, my, um, you know, my, my other kid's in college, so I have to work extra hours so I can, I can help pay tuition. I can help my kid out with that. Uh, you know, we're married. My job is, um, you know, my, my a job requires me to work a lot. I've just got so much going on. You know, I mean, I, do I really need Jesus, too? I'm happy. Everything in my life is going really good right now. Do I really need Jesus? The answer, as most of you guys know, is it's, it's kind of like weather in, in the South. You know, if you don't like the weather, wait a few minutes. It'll change. <laughs> Especially in the summertime. It's too sunny. Wait a minute, it'll rain, except here for the last month or so. Um, you know, if, uh, is, is it too cold? That's all right. We'll have a warm spell. You know, it's just... Things will happen. Life changes. How many times there are stories and stories and stories written? Uh, Hallmark Channel has half of them on their movies. You know, where people are on top of the world and the rug is jerked out from under them the next day. I'm doing really great. Everything is great. Man, I'm, I'm, I'm due for a promotion at my company. I'm making lots of money, and I find out that the company just got bought out. And they're getting rid of all the upper management so they can bring their own people in. I just found out that there's a recession coming and the stock market is fixing to fall and all of my savings that I've had there because I've been doing really good and, and I've been doing this is gone. Most of you guys know people, or there are a lot of you here that were there, that when this happened 15, 16 years ago, the stock market fell and they lost their entire life savings. Things happen. And today I might be fulfilled, but what happens when my best friend in the world, her husband, um, her husband was 19 years old and he, was at, uh, he wasn't her husband at the time. He was 19 years old. He was home. He was from St. Louis. He was home from college for a weekend and they went to a St. Louis Blues hockey game. And on, his way, on their way home from the hockey game that night, him and some other buddies, 19-year-old kids, were hit by a drunk driver, T-boned him in the side. He was thrown from the car, and he landed on his face. He said he woke up to the sound of somebody screaming, and he realized it was him. He's blind to this day. And he travels the world. He's a professional speaker, and he travels the world talking about what you can do despite the cards you've been dealt. His life changed. A young man who thought he had the world ahead of him and, and he was in college, he was going to get a degree and go be really successful and do lots of things, changed immediately. And the next five years of his life were spent in grueling recovery, learning how to cope, having his face rebuilt. 
Life changes. I feel like a youth pastor right now. We tell these kind of stories right before altar call. You could leave here tonight and be hit by a car. You should ask Jesus in your heart right now. But the truth of the matter is this. You guys know all that. You don't have to tell horror stories like that. You know because you've been laid off from work. You've lost a job. You've lost a loved one. You've had, some of you have had a spouse come in and say, I don't love you anymore, I want a divorce. You've had children look at you and say, if you don't, <laughs> if you don't believe like I believe, and you, don't, and you don't see that the things that you've been teaching me for years are wrong, then I don't want to talk to you anymore. You can't see your grandkids anymore. And life changes. And when that happens... We understand, I need somebody. My, my wife is my best friend. I, I talk about my best friend, and, and, and Marveline is my best friend. We write music together, and we talk, and we do that. But me is the person that's always there. We've been together. <laughs> I'm, I'm 50 years old, and we've been married for 30 years. So she was 12 when we got married. But, um, is that right? <laughs> But if I only depend on her, she's going to let me down at some point. Don't get me wrong. I could not ask for a better, a better partner. But I let her down all the time. and she, she, it's, it's just human nature. Pastor Rick is going to let you down at some point. He's not going to mean to. He's not going to do it on purpose. But he's going to let you down because he's human. He's going to have a bad day, and he's going to be grouchy. <laughs> he's going to say something, and he don't mean it to come out that way. And when all else fails and everything crashes around, I need Jesus. I need my wife. I need my pastor. I need friends like Larry and Tammy. I, I, I need people that, that I can talk to and things that I can do, but I need Jesus. So as, as I kind of wrap this up, you know, this is kind of the verdict. I asked you the questions, and we, we talked about this, and I've told you the best thing that I could do for you is tell you what it, where I'm at. I, uh, I've been saved since I was six years old, saved the Christian, Christianese. I accepted Jesus. I, I became a believer. I've trusted God, however you want to word it, when I was six. I've had times that I've done stupid things over the last 40-plus years, but I've never wavered. I mean, I've, I've had days that I ask of Jesus, and just a few weeks ago, I've had, I've had situations where things happen, where, where things in my life that I, I've, you know, only two or three people in the world know, and I'm like, God, are you really there? Jesus, are you real? I have people tell me that, you know, that you're not and that I'm stupid for believing in you. This past week, most of you guys know uh, I, I work for a company. We install audio video equipment. I hang stuff from the ceiling. Um, I have to work in a lift in high places and hang from the ceiling. My wife is going to put her ears because she don't like to hear this. Um, and so uh, well, this past week, and, and it doesn't really bother me. I've, I've gotten used to it. I could do it. This past week, we were at a really high place, and I had this lift extended as much as Kyle. Don't listen to this either. You're going to tell me the safety stuff I'm doing wrong. And uh, I, I'm in the lift as high as I could go. I got it completely stretched out. And if you've ever been in one of those, when you're at the top and that thing's bouncing the whole time, and you're doing stuff, and I was like, 
I don't like this. I am at my point. That I, okay, I, I don't mind all this other stuff. I am at the point. And uh, I did it, you know, at the end of this day on, on Wednesday. And Thursday morning, I knew I had the hardest part, the highest part that I was going to have to do. I'm stretched out. This was the biggest lift we could get in this gym. Uh, it was, it's Shades Valley High School gym. The peak is 60 feet in the middle. And so we could only get a 45-foot lift in there. I'm not 12 feet tall, okay? If anybody here works for OSHA, forget I said any of this, um, okay? So anyway, so we're stretching and we're doing this, and I don't like it. And so, and, and, and I prayed about it when I got home Wednesday night. And Thursday morning, I've got it stretched out. I had, you know, and everything, and I'm reaching, and I'm doing this stuff. And these, this is what, this is what just, just get, you ever get songs stuck? I get songs stuck in my head all the time. I've got pieces of a billion songs in my head. And uh, I may not know it all, but I know most of it. And so, um, while I'm working, there's all kind of stuff going on. There's noises. There's people. It is not a godly environment going on right here. This is a work situation. And in my mind, the only words are, Your love is amazing, steady and unchanging. Your love is a mountain firm beneath my feet. And immediately, I knew my friend had me. Your love is a mountain underneath my feet. The job went easier than we'd anticipated. I got done faster than I was supposed to, and I was a whole lot more comfortable than I was the day before, even though I was at a higher point. Because I need Jesus. And Jesus said, I got you. Now, you can tell me it's coincidence, and you can tell me that, you know, uh, that's just, you know, you just, you've, you, you've been leading worship for 20 plus years. You've got too many songs in your head. It just, you know, I'm telling you, most of the time when I'm, on, when I'm at work and all this other stuff's playing, we're not singing, Your Love is Amazing. We're, you know, there's, there's, they're, they're playing, uh, I got one guy playing death metal down here, and I got somebody else, to, you know, there are not things. Jesus is all I need. You've been listening to the Church 2911 Sermons Podcast. If you have a prayer need, our prayer team and staff would love to pray with you. You can send us your prayer request by using the email address prayer at church2911.com. If you would like to know more about our church, including information about our weekly services, please check out church2911.com. Thank you for listening. We hope you know that God has an amazing dream for you. And as always, we dare you to dream.